just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Oh, everything, oh, everything, just everything is possible with God. Nothing is impossible. When you put your trust in God, it's impossible. Nothing is impossible. When you trust in God, hearken to the voice, hearken to the voice of God's need. Is there anything too hard for Him? Just put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything. Oh, everything, just everything that you, the Lord, assured Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. We ask that you continue to stretch your hands upon your church. Show us mercy. Cleanse us of every unrighteousness. Anoint us to love you and to do more of your work whilst we still have life in us. This morning I pray, prepare the hearts of your people. Anoint my lips, use my members. Lord, bless your people with today's message. Help us to leave this place as doers of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people, please say Amen. Please take your seats. God bless you for coming to church. You have shown that you are a proper Christian. Not everybody is able to come to church when it has rained. It has been raining very heavily, but most of you have tried to come to church. This morning, I want to talk to you about you and your prophet. For those of you who were here yesterday, Reverend Gabby preached powerfully for the first service which starts on Saturday for our impact service and I wasn't here because I traveled but I got to hear what happened and I tell you it was powerful and this morning our second service which we call the refreshing service Reverend Gabby was here to preach another powerful message and those who are here as you are clapping the Lord is blessing you it was so awesome and we are now in our third service and I also have the privilege to preach and my prayer is that within this short time God will speak to us Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9 and 10 Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9 and 10 Deuteronomy is the fifth book in the Bible for those who don't know where it is the sins are forgiven and Bible says that and Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom how many want to be full of the spirit of wisdom that will be our portion 
For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Somebody say Amen. amen. So you hear, you, here you see that God was using Moses to change a young man's life. And what was going to change could only happen because Moses had to lay his hands upon Joshua. There are some people until you meet them, your life will just be as you are. And so Joshua had met Moses, had worked with Moses for some years, and then had got to a point where Moses had to lay his hands on Joshua. Look at the next verse, verse 10. And Bible says that, and there arose not a prophet since in Israel, like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. You see, if you look at this story, you can easily think that, ah, was Moses really a prophet? Because we all know that Moses was the one who led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Is it not so? When God told, thank you Holy Spirit, when God told Moses to go to Egypt and bring out his people. So, as it were, before that time, the people of Israel were known as a group of people who had found themselves in a foreign land. But now Moses was going to introduce himself as a founder of a new family that God was carving out. So Moses was going to gather these scattered people and then, as it were, bring them out into a place where God says that he's going to take them so they serve him. In the, in the way, in a description, it's like Moses was being asked to found a church. Before Moses came in, the people of Israel were not called a congregation. <laughs> they were descendants of Joseph. That's what they were known by. But now Moses was supposed to come in as the founder, or if you want to call it, the one who was going to lead these scattered people and then take them to a place where he can now teach them the oracles of God. As it were, Moses was going to found a church and then feed them with the word of God. So that can easily make you think that, oh, Moses was not really a prophet. He was just somebody who founded God's people or fathered God's people. I'm making this point because today I want us to start thinking in a very deeper way about our father, the prophet, who started this church. Because the way it is, you know, somebody say the way it is, you know. The way it is, you can easily, sometimes easily forget him. Especially when you get to used to your pastors like some of us, that you always see. I don't remember the last time our founder came to this church. There have been some lighthouse churches that maybe he has not even been before. All they know is their bishop there or their pastor there. But we don't have to forget that though he is far, he is the one who founded this church. Somebody who founded the church and is take the church, taking the church to where it should be is obviously a prophet. Now look at something. You look at somebody like Moses. We know that Moses was the one who wrote Genesis. Those who didn't know, you must know from today. He wrote Exodus. He wrote Leviticus. He wrote Numbers. He wrote Deuteronomy. 
He wrote part of Psalms. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you are learning something today. So Psalms was also written partly by Moses. So he was a writer. He was a writer. Some people who knew Moses as a writer could say, oh, I know Moses as a writer. But you'll be shocked that though he was a writer or an author, he was a type of prophet. And I'm happy to realize that our founder is also a writer. He's an author. By his books, he's leading God's people to where they should be. Those who are clapping, may you receive a double portion of blessing. And, and that is why this morning, I want us to, as we are hearing the message, to begin to think about who our founder is to us. For me, when I look at daddy, he looks like a Moses to me. Because not only has he founded Lighthouse, today what we see as Lighthouse couldn't have been without him. There is no Lighthouse without Bishop Dag. There's no Lighthouse without a name called Dag Ewan Mills. Me, I wouldn't have known Kofi if it was not Bishop Dag. I wouldn't have known Gabby if it was not Bishop Dag. I wouldn't have known Dora if it was not Bishop Dag. You wouldn't have known Chris if it was not Bishop Dad. You wouldn't have known your friend or your sister or your brother in this church that you like if it was not Bishop Dad. Those who are clapping, you are honoring God's gifts. Yes. And, and the beautiful thing is that Moses was actually anointed. You see, the beautiful thing is that there are some people who are actually prophets but they don't call themselves prophets. What is it not so? Kofi, there are some people who are prophets. Actually, the, I have come to see that the very, very wild prophets don't call themselves prophets. <laughs> and I've also come to see that some of us, because of that, we easily usually would despise the real actual prophets who don't call themselves prophets and deceptively I'm choosing my words well deceptively think some people who are less prophets or even not prophets are prophets for example when you watch television you see somebody who said sorry Jesus. One, two, three. Kaboom. And they have their power. I'm not saying they are not prophet, too. they are prophet, but in our minds, like, hey, Charlie, would you fool be par? Or three months until one, two, three, no, or cast a bone woman, and you may see no, or you did for papa. It's true, but let me tell you, this is a type of prophet. And usually, those types of prophets are even the lower types of prophet. They are the they are the lower types of prophets. That's why God chooses to use them in terms of demonstrations. 
Because the demonstration is what will make people believe. But the real prophets usually don't look at. They usually are casual. They usually are very. They, they don't even call themselves prophets because one One of such is Moses. Moses was known as a meek man. Somebody who would want to endure a lot of struggles, wouldn't want to come forth as somebody who is really very powerful, so much so that people around him would even despise him because he didn't look powerful. Moses was very gentle, he was very cool, his own brother and sister would challenge him, his own three associates would challenge him because he didn't look powerful. But he was the prophet. So much so that people like Joshua that he brought along walked around with him and then at a point he said, I am going to lay my hands on this young man and something will change his life forever. And he did. And God had to make it clear that this Moses who has laid his hands on this young man Joshua, he is a prophet. Today I am announcing to you, we are blessed with one of the prophets of this earth now in the person of our own father, the prophet that he would know. Stand to your feet and give Jesus a mighty cup and a shout for the gift that we have. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please take your seat. What a gift. In Luke chapter 7, in Luke chapter 7 verse 14, Bible says, look at that. And he came and touched the bear. The bear is a coffin. And they that bore him stood still. And he said, young man, I see unto thee, arise. Verse 15. And Bible says that, and he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. Verse 16. And there came a fear on all. And the glorified God saying that a great prophet, somebody say a great prophet. Say it well, say a great prophet. He said that, and that a great prophet has risen up among us. And that God has visited his people. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Why would they say a great prophet has risen up? That means that all those were, they were not seeing that he was a prophet. And that's how Jesus was. Jesus was also a prophet, but he was not actually seen as a prophet. And he will not talk about it that he was a prophet. So there came a time that through a miracle, some people got to know that, hey, this man, Asuma, is a prophet. A prophet is somebody who would take people out of their situation and bring them into a blessing. Bible says in Hosea chapter 12 verse 13, and I'm describing our father as a prophet today. And how we must relate to such prophets because otherwise your blessing, a bit more sure. In Hosea chapter 12 verse 13, Bible said, and by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel or brought our church out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved for the past 32 years this great prophet that we are blessed with in the person of our father has brought us out some of you you don't know you thought you just joined the church yesterday you thought you just joined the church early this year you thought you just joined the church last year 
You thought you said join a church five years ago. But what you don't know is that in in accordance to God's plan, God had prepared that this person, this person, this person, this person would come through what I have given this man, Prophet Dagwood Mills. So he was actually supposed to be used by God to bring us out of Egypt. There are some people who have not joined our church yet, but they are part of this family. They are all being brought out of their Egypt, a place where things don't work. The Egypt is a place of bondage. Bring us out of I don't know if I've not met Prophet Dag what my life would be. Because even as a pastor or a bishop, it's not easy. How much more if I was not a pastor? It is not. How much more if I was not a pastor? Hey, I would have committed suicide by now. Because sometimes they're precious. Even if a bishop can be under pressure, how much more you? And he brought us out of this bondage. And then he, through his teachings, are preserving the church. Today, the church is fine. We have a, a beautiful place like this. We can sit and enjoy ourselves. Our brothers in Gomanyanyano are meeting. Senyabreku are meeting. Tipa are meeting. Winga are meeting. Kojoku are meeting. All this in this council. Everybody is meeting. They are different places. We are also here. We are meeting in such a nice environment. It is because of the one who is leading us. Don't ever make a mistake. It is not anybody. But it is the person who is leading us. And that person, you don't have to forget. That person, you must always think about. Those who are clapping, you are understanding the message. That person, Audrey, we must not joke with. That is why I announced to you today, like I did last week, Semi Pamucho, Anita, everybody listen to me. I am here as your pastor, but there is only one father of this ministry. Don't let me more doing you too too. Just like you have one father who gave birth to you, and one mother who gave birth to you. One one. Same. We have only one father. Sometimes we we'll call some of the pastors ambitious fathers, but it doesn't really mean what we are saying. There is only one father when it comes to this ministry, and that person is the one I'm talking about. And I'm talking about because there are seasons when we need to understand and honor such people. Else, things don't work. If you forget about your father or mother who gave birth to you, Bible says that only your father and your mother in Ephesians chapter says that it may be well with you. That means that if you don't give that honor to the person that is like a father or mother to you in your life, it will not be well with you. The reason why most of us it is not well with us is because we don't honor those who are fathers and mothers in our life, including the church. If the church does not honor the father of the church, it will not be well with the church. As I was praying, in wherever I was praying, I looked there and I said, where are the cars? I, I feel sad, Pa. This church doesn't have cars. When I'm coming from somewhere towards church, I look at a particular church, I don't want to mention the name, and the cars... I mean the cars alone Plenty It's a Catholic church Plenty And I say Lord 
the church is blessed. Our church. Where are the cars? Look, the Catholic church honors their father. That's why they are blessed. They honor the words of their father. That is why they are blessed. And who is the Catholic church father? Peter. Jesus said, Peter, upon you I built the church. And it was the Catholic church. And they honor the father. They honor the words that have been put there. And they keep doing the same thing that Jesus left for Peter and his disciples to do. That is why the Catholic church and those who receive the Catholic church and their church and do things the way they must do are blessed. They honor. We in this church, our father is still alive. In 20, 30 years, 40, 50 years, 60, 70 years, when he's no more, I can imagine the people who will be there at, at the time, whether they would re- remember and honor our father. But if that would be, it is because we who are even alive have honored him enough and done it well so that the others will come and follow. Am I talking to somebody? That is why we don't have to forget that we are blessed with somebody we don't have to relate normally with. Bishop Doug is not, I am not Bishop Doug's size. We can all be called Bishop. I don't even know why he calls some of us Bishop. And he's also Bishop. You can go to hospital here, doctor, doctor. But there are differences. One of the doctors was taught by this doctor. You know, this is your mother who gave birth to you. There is a difference. And that difference must be clear. Our prophet is called bishop, but don't make a mistake that ah, they are all bishops. Actually, I sometimes I don't know why some of us are called bishop. Sometimes I wish I would not use the bishop because I feel bad. That's why on the signboard I could not say Bishop Dark and Bishop Chris. If you look at the signboard by the roadside, it is clear Bishop Dark, Bishop Chris, and Prophet Dark. Because it, it is not so that people don't get it wrong. It's not the same. It's not the same. You see us wearing the same red, but it's not the same. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. Isaiah 8, 18. <sighs> he says, that, Behold, I and the children. So he's talking about one person and the children. So it is I, that is Bishop Dag, and his children. Whom the Lord has given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts which dwelleth in Mount Zion. So there is one and his children. So when you see some of us as called even bishops and so on and so forth, think this way that it is our father and his children. When you see a pastor preaching, I'm here to tell you that that pastor is a child of the house. He's preaching what the bishop has been preaching over the years. Don't make a mistake and say that, oh, me, I don't know Bishop Dag. He doesn't know me. So, it is this pastor I know. And through him, I have been blessed. So, I love this pastor more. I am changing your mind by saying that when you don't you will stop thinking that way. You are missing out on the blessing. Because you must say that I thank God for this pastor. That he is a son of this our father. Whose anointing is working through him. 
Father, those who are clapping, I pray, I pray. Bless them more. So what I've said so far is that there are some prophets that you can really take advantage of or despise them. Including our, our father, the prophet. When in Ghana, they are mentioning prophets, you, I'm sure they will not mention his name. A lot of people will not mention his name. They will say, oh, Bishop Doug, is he really a prophet? I think he's a teacher. He's a good teacher. He's through him. There are a lot of churches. He's into church groups. They'll say all such things, but they'll not mention him as one of the prophets. But I want you to know that he's our prophet. Through him, God is blessing us. Can I have a better amen? amen. In Acts chapter 13, from verse 1, Bible says that, you know, the, the, the church actually has much of the history in Acts. Bible says that now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Somebody say prophets and teachers. And Bible says that as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. So the Saul there is the guy who was going to be changed as Paul. So, and Saul. So Saul was known as a prophet and a teacher. But we all know that getting to the end of Paul's life, he was called Apostle Paul. So, when you're careful, you finding prophets in the home. But he was a prophet. So, like I started saying, there are different types of prophets. There are those who Demonstrate by who said number pin code he is able to mention your name he said which prophet that can do me I can do and I do and we do but you see I am here to tell you that it is one of the lowest because it is demonstrative it is anything that is demonstrative is because people don't easily believe so that is the best way to go about it. Jesus said, Thomas, if only you will believe when you have not seen. So when somebody has not seen and believes, it's higher than when the person sees before he believes. So, there is that type of prophets who can be categorized as pastoral prophets because what they do is that they make you feel cared for, you feel encouraged, and it's it's, and it's, it's powerful, we believe in it But there are higher levels That you can easily despise Like the apostolic prophet So Paul was an apostolic prophet Moses was an apostolic prophet He was supposed to found And then take the people To a place where God was Am I talking to God's people? Somebody say pastoral prophet Somebody say apostolic prophet And there were the teaching prophets. The teaching prophets, they also teach. And then through their teaching, in Kumshah and in Emu. Today, I want to tell the church, by the grace of God, I believe and I see that our father that I'm talking about today is operating in all. He's an apostolic prophet. 
He is a pastoral prophet. He is a teaching prophet. Through his teachings, your life moves from one level to another. If only you receive. So Bible says, the next verse, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas, and Saul, that's prophets and teachers, for the work whereunto I have called them. Verse 3. And Bible says that, and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they were sending one or two of these prophet teachers to go and do an apostolic work. Do when you if you if you meet Paul later or Saul later, you may think that oh Saul is just an apostle. But when you go to Acts chapter thirteen, clearly it shows that he's not just an apostle, but he's also a prophet, a well known prophet and a teacher. That's why Paul is the one who wrote do you know the books he wrote? Romans, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, he wrote what? Galatians, he wrote Ephesians, he wrote Colossians, he wrote other Indians, he wrote Philippians. He wrote Timothy. God was speaking to Timothy. Titus. He was speaking to Titus. He wrote Hebrews. That is Paul. So he was he was a teacher. But he was a prophet. Nyama Kenya is to let you begin to wakuma muni utri wono. If you begin to hear Oh, look One day I was looking for, to, to a man of God I was looking on the television Watching And I saw this man of God I wish I could mention his name But I wouldn't want to And when he's ministering Demonstratively You see crowds He can be walking and saying Then get to you He said I've entered into your house he said, come, come, stand here in the black. Not white. You are confusing the administration. Stand in the black. Good. And then you come. And he said, uh-huh. your name is God's way. Yes, please. Good. <laughs> you know, the meaning of God's way is that there's a way that God is leading you. I've entered your house. And then you say, in your house, you have two bedrooms. Your, your, your father is in one, and you are in the other one. Now this morning, when you're coming, you were thinking whether you should drink porridge. Look at you, you're laughing. <laughs> Tell me it's not true. It's true. It's true. Is <laughs> he... Though, though I am preaching, but it's true. You see, so, and then he'll go, and then he keeps saying, and everything the man is saying is true. And then people will start clapping, and so, and for about sometimes 15 minutes, he's ministering to one person. And I said, hey, the crowds. Then I said, Charlie, I don't usually see my father do that one. But I see him do the, more of the apostolic. And the Holy Spirit said, your father is a greater because look at it. This man gathers, let's say, about sixty thousand people at a place, and that is his ministry. But our father, if you put all the people that are following, we are almost about one million or more 
from different places that he's actually leading all of us into something and i said holy ghost thank you for this revelation because this person will minister to one person for a, a period but our prophet ministers to many people within that same period the effect is different and i said now let's go back to the miracles that our prophet does and he does same but he doesn't do it like one 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 he can be talking now and everybody is receiving a direction for his life and i said the last thing i heard from this same person i'm talking about was he was describing a man of god in africa and when you listen to his description he was talking about prophet died as a greater man of god and i said sometimes when we have the 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 blessing we don't value it why you want me to go deeper i can go after church after church after church you cannot you cannot be doing those um, demonstratively without having your towel and sometimes during conventions that's what we do what you do the last convention we did the last day was like that I even kick that one car you've not seen anything I can even head you not physically I'll, I'll be here and then I'll head you and then you'll receive your healing it is it is you see you see you're clapping <laughs> it, it is a grace in the house but we don't emphasize on that because there are different so I'm trying to tell you that don't be reducing your father in your head because I didn't know who said when Nehemiah will be a prophet, you know, he can do, and he does, but it's not a major thing because it's one of the Hashem the here. So now let's go to the last part of our message today. So how do you relate with your prophet? Because my title is you and your prophet. So when I say prophet, we are talking about our daddy here. How do I relate with my prophet? How do you relate? How should you relate with your prophet? Are you writing it down? Number one. In him. Number two, receive him. And number three, honor him. Those who are writing, may an angel write a letter to you. Believe in him. John chapter 13, verse 20. Number two, receive him. And number three, honor him. So let, let's talk about the number two first. Receive him. John chapter 13, verse 20. Have you seen what the Bible is saying? He says that. Huh, can we all read it together? Ready, go. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent is it deep 
Verily, very, verily, very means that truly, truly. That means that. Then Jesus, Jesus speaking, that's why it's in red in your Bible. Verily, verily, truly, truly. No cry, no cry. twice. Truly, truly. This is the situation. That he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me. So there are some people that Jesus sends that if you do not receive, Jesus is saying that then you have not received him. So some of us we are Christians, but we have not received the people that Jesus sometimes sends to us the way we should receive them. I'm begging you, Pa, because I'm not preaching because I have to preach. I'm telling you something that has also changed my life. You know, I joined this church 1993 in April. And I was going to the Presby Church. And when I joined the church, I decided, friends, that I would be in the church for a year and then go back to my Presby. Just like some of you have been thinking. I'll be in the church for a while and then I'll go back to my whatever you want to say. Your modest church. Catholic. Presby. Methodist. Because sometimes it's like that is the family church. That's where all the family goes to. That was the mind I had. So I was in. And then I go and I said, you are in a relationship, I'll be in a relationship for a short time and then I'll go back to the world. I said no One day I had a dream In the dream The Lord was saying Receive this man As your father How? I saw myself playing a keyboard It was a small keyboard With two octaves Those who don't understand 73% of your life is about to go You see Small And I was playing this keyboard And a lot of people were listening and watching And as I was playing They were not impressed The song that I was playing Was not really Ministering to them And I was wondering Why are they not happy with what I was playing Because I felt I I was playing something nice And then all of a sudden Hmm I saw, I saw, I saw somebody come to stand behind me who is taller than me and held my hands and then helped me to begin to play skillfully. No, no clap answer. So now the people started clapping as whoever was holding my hand was helping me to play. And as the people were clapping, I, I had to look at who has made people now start clapping for me. And when I looked, it was Prophet Dag. Obidora. And so when I woke up, I asked the Lord, Lord, what does this dream mean? And the Lord said, This is your house. He is your father. Listen, He said that without Him, you cannot minister with the things I've given you for people to be blessed. So from that day 
I received, and this was in 1995, I received him as my special prophet, my special father. Makuma, who says sometimes you can love somebody but you have not given yourself fully? Am I talking to people who understand what I'm saying? Oh? Sometimes you are in a school but you are not in the school fully. You wish you would change to another school. Sometimes you are eating a food that you don't like, but you are just trying to eat so that someone will be happy. How many know what I'm talking about? Something like that. So, I had been in the church, but my heart was not fully in the church. Just like some of you, you have been in the church, but your heart is not fully in this church. Yet. Some of you, 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 you say, oh, I mean, Bishop, that is our father, but you have not received him in a particular way yet. And today I want you to receive him in that particular way fully. And from that day I accepted him fully. From the day I accepted him fully, his words began to mean something to me. His teaching began to mean something to me. His, even, even his walking began to look, if you look at me well, sometimes it looks like I, I just walk like him. I throw my leg, this right leg, just because I didn't, I didn't know I was following something fresh. <laughs> From that day, I realized that I could be handsome like him. From that day, I, could, I realized I could be intelligent like him. From that day, I realized I could travel like him. So I started monitoring every part of his life and I tried to do the same. When you receive somebody, there are things that will show. Number one, you admire the person. So how would you know that you have received Prophet Dad? You admire him. You admire him. The castle I do will be a maybe be high offer. The mistakes cry offer. When you see his picture, you just look. There are times that when he's when we are doing flow meetings, I can go to the TV and then I just I just I want to hug him. That's how that's how me and him are. I just admire him. Admire his dresses. Admire his everything. It's because of how I receive him. So Jesus said, He that receiveth whomsoever I I send, receiveth me. I admire him. Not only admire him, accept him. Look at the A. Admire him. Not only admire, accept him. Not only accept, flow along with him. Don't forget these three quotes. A-A-F. Admire the person you receive. Accept the person you receive. And flow with the person you receive. That's a sign that you have received him. When you are doing that, you are honoring the person that God has sent you. You are seeing the person as your prophet, and some things begin to change your life. I prophesy that something good is coming to everybody. Let your amen bring your blessing. And then number two, John chapter one, verse twelve. I gave you as one, but now I've made it two. Believe him, and I said, believe in him. Bible says that, but as many as received him, so you see here, so he's talking about received him. He said that to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So now another thing you need to do is to believe in the prophet. After you receive, you must now believe in him. Do you know? One of the things that will come as a challenge is 
everybody something would you would once a while hear something about somebody that God wants you to be blessed through. And why should because of that you lose your belief in him? Especially in these days where we have a lot of things freely spoken and said about on social media. You can easily hear things or see things that can easily go up and like oh I mean Prophet Dag I've heard A B C D E. When you believe in somebody you don't want to hear anything that will spoil the way you see the person. That's a sign that you believe in the person. Am I talking to God's people? When you believe in somebody, you always want the best for the person. You want, you want to assume the best for the person. If I believe in Prophet Dag, anything that a man of God can do, for instance, I've heard Smith Wigglesworth could raise 23 people out of the dead. I want to see him raise three. That's my belief. It's a sign that I believe. If you can't say you believe in me when you don't want, you don't want to see the best out of me. You don't believe in me. In Second Chronicles twenty twenty, am I talking to you about God and His Word? Second Chronicles twenty twenty, Bible says, "I believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established." And He says that believe also His prophets, and ye shall prosper. And the word prosper there is the word, the Hebrew word. Chalak or chalak means that you shall go forth mightily. You you go forth mightily. It's like you can move from here, like someone who is doing a triple jump. You can move from here, and the next stage you hear is here. Whereas people are moving one, two, three, four. You move, clearing four steps at the same time. That is chalak. If you believe in your prophet. So the people of God that Moses was, was leading, most of them were struggling in believing in Moses. And that is why most of them had to die in the wilderness. From today, may you believe in our prophets. And the last point, honor him. Malachi chapter 1. Ah, and I'm ending with this. Malachi chapter 1. Let me start from verse 6. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. Bible says, and look at this. He says that, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? A son honoreth his father. And if you are here, you must honor your father who gave birth to you. If you are a daughter, you must honor your father who gave birth you. must honor your mother who gave birth to you. But now we are talking about the ministry father. A son or a daughter of this ministry honors his father or her father. He said that and a servant honors the master. If I be your father, where is my honor? And I can imagine when daddy is there and he starts thinking about the churches, I'm sure he begins to ask, if I am your father in Nyanya no Kakaba, where is my honor? If I'm your father in Ofako, where is my honor? 
If I'm a father in Tamale, where is my honor? If I'm your father in London, where is your honor? If I'm a father in Asamankesi, where is my honor? If I'm a father in Oda, where is my honor? If I'm a father in Sunyani, where is my honor? That's what he thinks. And he says, if, if I be a master, where is my fear? Say the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And you say, wherein have we despised your name? So one of the things that happens is that a lot of people, instead of honoring, they despise. They despise. We despise. May we be delivered from despising our prophets. Let your amen come out to support your word. Look at it. Verse 7. Closing. I say, you have offered or you offer. It's something you do. You offer polluted bread upon mine altar. That is how you are despising me. That means that when you are bringing something to me, which you should do as a sign of your showing honor to your father or your prophet, you must be giving once in a while something to him. He calls it bread. And he said, when you are bringing bread, you bring the polluted bread. Polluted bread means that, brother, to bread you don't like. Bread that when you see, we remember show. Bread that nobody would want to eat. That's what you bring to the one you say you are honoring. Nicole, is that what you do? That's my daughter. When you're bringing me tea, do you bring me polluted bread? No. And I say, Nikki, bring me tea and sliced bread. She'll go and get some nice tea with some and then some and then she'll come. I said, Daddy, I bet She's never given me, I pray you don't. She's never given me polluted bread before. And it's an honor. When she's coming up, cross my leg, and she'll come and then say, Daddy, should I put it? She wants to do wherever I want. Yeah, I said, Yeah, that's my girl. Sometimes I want to feel all of them. So I said, Kofi. And then Kofi also comes and says, Go and bring me this one. And then, and then Angela. And then, then I, I feel like a king. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah, I'm a father. <laughs> I'm a father. Are we offering polluted bread to our daddy? Something that nobody will accept? Next week, I'm going to go deeper. He said that, wherein have you polluted thee in that ye say the table of the Lord is contemptible? Look at it in the next verse. I'm going up to 10 very fast. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? If you are bringing something, you bring, can you imagine an animal that those they do are giving animals, sheep, goat, ram, and then they just bring it and say, I mean, is it not an insult? Next week I'll explain what does it mean. But you offer, you offer a blind animal, blind offering, an offering that does not have vision. What, what you are giving, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and you, and 
is, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and the sick, so the whatever you are bringing does not have the ability to move. It doesn't have the ability to advance. It doesn't have the ability to make an impact. It's lame. It's crippled. A lame struggles to move. So what you are giving as an honor to your father does not really advance anything. It's lame. Some of you, God has blessed you by your mother or your father who gave it to you. It's nicer than yours. I went somewhere and the people said they have invited me for a program because they wanted to honor me. I have forgiven them. After the two or three days program, as an honor, I was called in front. I said, oh, so I want to honor this great man of God because of his input on this time, on this time, on this time. And then people were clapping. They even sang a song. And then when they gave me the gift and I got to my hotel room, it was a boxer short. Yeah. I hope you are not watching on the thing. But it's not a nice thing you did. It was, I felt insulted. It was a boxer short. I hear it, but this one happened to me practically. A boxer shorts. Boxer shorts. Can't I buy a boxer shorts? I don't need a boxer short. Your father doesn't need what you're bringing. Your mother doesn't need it. It's your, you are honoring. Does God need anything? I'm asking a question. Does God need anything? I'm asking a question. Does God need anything from us? If there's anything, we need God. God doesn't need anything from me. He doesn't need anything from you. So God doesn't need animal from you. He doesn't need polluted bread from you. He doesn't need your bread. But rather he says that if you can do that, it shows how you value me. You appreciate. In the same way, our father who founded this church, he doesn't really need anything from you and me. What do we have? What do we have? We don't have much. If there's anything, he's far blessed than us. But you see, it is a way of showing that we honor him. So if you come and you say you want to honor somebody and give the person a boxer short, you are insulting the person. Especially a person who is far higher than you. Boxer shorts. I had, I had already blessed the church, so I couldn't take it back. That's why, look, that's why sometimes when we have business, especially men of God, we must treat them well. Well, let me give you an example. <laughs> if let's say you're a man of God and you go to a place where they even host you, a nice hotel room that flows with good water, you can have warm, you can have hot, you can have cold, the good food, nice drinks, you open the fridge, you see different kinds of things. Hey, what it does is that you don't need them more because the truth of the matter is that you have some in your home. But the fact that they have welcomed you well and the way they are already, you realize that when you get to the pulpit, Yourself comes, and then he said, I, 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 "Then the prophetic." But you see, if you go to a place where, when even the first day the water to bath was not available, you wanted hot tea and they brought you cold water. You wanted this, and I mean, the way they received you showed that they did not really respect you. What happens that when you come, you you struggle because you see the people as very weak people who don't really value you and so it looks like you are not anointed that's what Pastor Richard was teaching us to to memorize that he could do there no mighty work not that Jesus was not anointed 
Not that our prophet is not anointed. Not that I am not anointed. But the way you see the person determines what you can get. That is why in this church we must honor our prophet. Let's see the church as a son. So this son must make the father happy. This son Obawe must make so here is a son of a course a son so to is a son wherever a bishop is or a pastor who is uh, an overseer is it's like the whole place is a son this son should not offer the blind to our father we should not offer the lame to our father we should not offer anything that would mean something wrong to our father and he ends by saying that look offer it now to thy governor the political guy Will he be pleased with you? Or accept your person? Say the Lord of hosts. Verse 9. And I'm ending. Verse 9. And he said that, And now I pray you, Beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. This has been your means. Will he regard your persons? Say the Lord of hosts. And then verse 10. Ah, the Holy Ghost says I should read it. Who is there even among you that will shut the doors for naught? Neither do ye candle fire on my altar for none. I have no pleasure in you. I have no pleasure in you. See the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept an offering at your hand. So sometimes what happens is that when the person sees that you don't honor him, he doesn't, he doesn't even have any interest to come around. There are some people when they invite me, I don't go. Not because I hate them, but they don't respect. They don't honor. Some of you, even when you, I see your number, I don't pick it. Or you don't respect me. <coughs> Even your father gave that to your mother. There are some people when they ask school fees, you tell you say with three so. They ask him his school fees. I don't have money. Not because he doesn't have money. You see, the next moment he has money for other things because you don't respect. You don't respect. You don't respect. And daddy says that you don't respect me. You don't respect me. I give it to you. Don't respect me. Be there. Even if your father is a drunkard or is sick, he's still your father. There's no father who doesn't have money. This is your last revelation you are receiving today. There's no mother who doesn't have money. Every father or mother knows how to get money. Look, your mother can go and sell his cloth, her cloth and give it to you. But if you have not done something to touch her enough, she will say, I don't have money. When your father says he doesn't have money, if you do things that touches him, you will get money. <laughs> Verse 14. <laughs> so if we want this church, our, the son of Bishop died, we want our daddy to visit us, to be there, I pray for Nyanya Nukakraba. He can easily say, look, let's organize a ceiling for this church. He can. We must do things that make himself come. Hey, oh yeah, dear papa, you'll be sure what he can do. You'll be there. He's quiet, but he's building a house for you. But some of you, your father, He's even he's there and he's thinking that even your wedding won't come. Anybody you bring, he doesn't like the person. Because you especially those of you who think that eh, I can't even I know God for myself. You know God for yourself. Be there! Be there, know God for yourself. Be there. Fool. Fool. Be there and know God for yourself. I said be there and know God for yourself. 
There's nothing like that in this world that I know God for myself. Then if we can all know God for ourselves, then we don't need father, mother. We could have come without passing through your mother's womb. Don't talk like that. You know God for yourself. God did not make a mistake. Anytime you are honoring a father or a mother, you are honoring the God who gave you the father. God, you didn't choose him. Oh, my no papa. I know how Bible say, and then you choose. You didn't do that. You were just there knowing your father met your mother and they decided to do something that will bring you out. When you receive them and honor them, you are, you are saying, God, I thank you for choosing this person to bring me forth. It doesn't matter the mistakes your father and your mother makes. Look at verse 14. Or see, but cursed be the deceiver. Which has in his flock into those who are giving you know cursed be those who are deceivers and I'm saying this because some of you are cursed because you are deceivers what being what being you know how to smile but in your mind I don't like you you know how to pretend you are a church member but you don't accept bishop back you don't accept the bishop you don't like a lot of things we do you are a deceiver you are a pretender. You say a lot of things up at the back of the people that you should honor. You are a deceiver. I said, Cursed be those deceivers which has in his flock a male and vowed and sacrificed unto the Lord a corrupt thing. Or what the person or man be before. Galatians 6 is coming three weeks from now. Everybody who is part of this church, we want to, from the depths of our heart, honor this great man of God and say that as Kakaba Yanyanok Church, we want to say, Daddy, thank you so much for giving us Bishop Van and uh, Bishop Bishop Ukapos, Reverend Van, Re- Bishop Johnny, Bishop the Queen, all the people that have passed through this church that has contributed to what we are today. It is Daddy who was sending them. Thank you for bringing us Reverend Talent. Thank you for bringing Reverend Bishop Crane. Thank you for bringing money to build a church building. Thank you for all the things that we can see. It is him we must thank. And we are saying thank you. Some of you, it was Bishop the Queen that helped you to be saved. Some of you, it was Bishop the Queen that made your mind not go mad. It was Daddy who sent him as a son. You must thank him. Remember all those things that he has done for you. And then that is the day you have to show up. Some of you, when it is Galatians 6, you give 20 Ghana. You are giving a corrupt thing compared to what you can give. Don't let me pour water on your face. What, what do you do with 20 Ghana today? Last year I was hurt with some people that Galatians 6, including pastors, were giving 20. 20? But I know you, you can't, you can, it's 20, you do 20, you even buy just rice for 20. You buy credit for 20. And you're giving daddy 20. He doesn't need it, but it's an insult. It's like giving me boxer of all that you think I've done for you. Look, this church, I respect you, pa. I have just come. Your, our your response to Galatians 6 will tell me a lot. It will show me whether I should open my heart to you or not. I'm being very honest with you. It will show me a lot. That, hey, when we say this, we honor. Then I'll say, okay. That if they can honor he who sent me, <laughs> then they can honor me. If they don't honor him, then me and Yabomi rejected that. But I know you will do better. Clap, clap your hands, clap your hands. 
Cup as well. Cup, 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 cup. Please stand to your feet. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning through this afternoon and the word that has come. We receive it. Lift up your hands to the Lord, my brother, my sister, and ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you. Because you have not seen your prophet the way you should see him. You have not received him as you should. You have not believed in him enough as you should. You have not honored him as well as you should. But God should forgive and give you another chance. Let's all pray for ourselves. Father, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. May I begin to honor the prophet as our prophet, a great man of God, a great prophet that you have sent us. In the name of Jesus. Can you lift your voice and speak just for a minute and say, Lord, Lord, help me to show my appreciation to our prophet. Lord, may I begin to even save some money to show my love. Lord, may I begin to even do things that will make prophet so happy with me in the name of Jesus. That day, some of you must write letters of what God has used him to do in your life. Some of you may have to type some letters and just add it and say, Prophet, this is from your daughter, this is from your son. Through your flow prayer meetings that you have been leading us, you are delivering my family from bondages. Many things that God is using him to do in our lives. I tell you, God has used him to be a blessing. And we want to show our love to the Prophet. Pastors, we have to give generously. Church members, we have to give generously. Prophet must feel us as a son of one of his sons. The churches are like a son, one of his sons that he can say, I am happy, I am pleased with this church that they have done even beyond what is expected of them. I believe that God is going to help us. For the next one minute, pray that God will bless you so that you can be a blessing in the name of Jesus. As we do this to God's servant, who is a spiritual father to us, God is going to give us the ability to also be able to do that to our biological fathers, our biological mothers. I tell you, when your father says you are blessed, you are blessed. When your father says you are blessed, you are blessed. I tell you, don't joke with your father's blessing. In the name of Jesus. Mahatagosho kedeme kemirondiha. Iparatosa takaparatosi yen kiende. Bole koshe. Hekremosi yen telebekabaha. Isha ta 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 ta. Kirimi kariose. Poratoshe kapala. Ikebrosi yanta. Ishenduri mi kamromosan teneme kabala madeleme kabala mamaha. Horadose ketaneme kabrande. Every eye closed. Don't forget today's message. When the prophet is not honored, he's not able to do much. Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own, his own house, his own kinsfolk, his own. And there, the place where people despise him, he's not able to do much. If we despise our father during this time of showing him honor, he can't do much. Nothing much will be done that will impact us as a church. I tell you. But when we do something that will let him be provoked to bless us. That's when we see people will now begin to have material things that are being a blessing. You see God has promoted you at your workplace. You see God has given you an idea to start a business. You see God has blessed you with a husband. God has blessed you with a wife. You see that now things are working. Things are working because the Father has blessed us. 
every eye closed. If you are here this afternoon, because we just passed 12, you want to give your life to Jesus. Somebody invited you, but you are not born again. I want to pray a very quick prayer with you. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want to say, Bishop, God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. I can see the hand. Lift it up high. Brother, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. If you're here, God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The weather has been very cold right from the beginning. But God is saying, irrespective of how the weather is, come to Jesus. Those who have lifted your hands, I want you to do one more thing for me. Please come to me right now. Come, 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 come. come. I encourage them with a clap. Come, the brother in the yellow t-shirt. Come, come, come. Clap for them as they come, please. Clap for them as they come. 12 years, 14 years, 13 years. Sometimes you see them like that, but they know things. You see? Yeah. These days, somebody may look young, but it's not that young. Lift up your hand and let's pray. Those who are standing here, and I want the whole church to please stretch your hands on them. I want you to say this after me, those who are standing here. And I want the whole church to please also say same. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus please forgive me, please forgive me of, all my sins. of all my sins. I believe in my heart, I believe in my heart that you came from heaven, you came from heaven to this earth. To this earth. To die for me. Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart. That you are the son of God. I accept you. As my savior. My lord. And my master. Please write my name. In the book of life. From today. I am born again. I will serve you. All the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. For receiving me. Father, Father, send your Holy Spirit, send your Holy Spirit to, help me to help me to love you. To love you. Satan, Satan, say it loud, Satan, Satan from, today, from today, I will no longer serve you. I will no longer follow you. Jesus has set me free. And I'm free indeed. Thank you, Father, Thank you, Father for, hearing my prayer. for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for these five young men. Bless them. May this be the beginning of great things you are about doing in their lives. Deliver them from evil and help us as a church to help them to be established in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have you look at our lady pastor there and our pastor there? They're just going to talk to you for one minute, two minutes, and then you come and join us. So please go right now. They're taking you to a very nice place. God bless. God for them. God bless you. Please take your seats. Time is run because a lot of things were a little bit delayed. We should have started church at a time, but there was a delay. So if you're watching by whatever, our times delayed a little bit. Sometimes when you get to the airport, they say that delayed flight. And it happens. But the duration of the travel is almost the same. So God bless you. We want to take communion right now. How many brought your communion to church today? God bless you. Most people are now in bringing their communion. So please, with all due respect, I want us all to please stand to our feet. 
and then we take the communion. Communion is some it's a kind of ceremony. Grace is a ceremony, is it not so? But it is a ceremony that is spiritual. But it does something. It looks very simple to take bread and then eat and say you are eating the body of Jesus. But believe it. Some of you are sick in your body. Some of you need some decision that you have to take and you need wisdom to take that decision. Bible says that Jesus said when you take this body, you are taking his body. When you take this bread, you are taking his body. Can I have an amen? Amen. And as you take this body, which is the body of Jesus, anything that was in Jesus' body now comes to your body. It comes into your body. So when we take this, believe that for this week, you have taken the body of Jesus that is mixing up with your body. If Jesus cannot be sick and he was not sick, then you should not be sick. I didn't hear your amen. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. Amen. Your amen cannot be affected by the weather. At all. I said, if Jesus cannot be sick, then you cannot be sick. Amen. How many believe that when we take communion, something good happens? Mm. So everybody lift up your bread and say the body of Jesus. And then eat it. Far away, and he also took the cup of wine and he said this is my blood poured out for you drink in remembrance of me I believe that as we take this wine the moment it's prayed over and you drink it you are drinking the blood the blood cleanses us of filth cleanses us of sin cleanses us of everything that we don't need the blood forgives some of us we have sinned against God this blood would intercede for us the blood saves the blood protects when the devil wants to do something against you just by seeing the blood he's not able to Bible says that this cannot be destroyed because there's a blessing in it lift up your cup and say the blood of Jesus and say the cup of blessing please drink it Heavenly Father, receive your blessing now. Thank you so much for a time like this when we come to church after praying and worshiping and hearing powerful ministrations and giving offerings and hearing your word and having the opportunity to take communion with you. Lord, we thank you that this communion today has started a new kind of blessing in our lives. I ask, oh God, that none of us who took this communion will remain the same. Even those who could not bring their bread and wine as they get home and they take theirs may the same blessing that has come to us today be their portion in Jesus mighty name and God's people please say amen. amen God bless you please take your I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message for prayers and counseling contact the following numbers 0273-240-449
740 Stay blessed.